You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. James McConey, Crowd Goes Wild, Alternative Commentary Collective, Kiwi Football Fix and other bits and pieces. How are you, mate? I'm okay, Piney. I'm operating on about two hours sleep. Yeah, there's um, been a bit to watch, hasn't there? Ashes? Have you been watching the Ashes? I have. I've been loving the Ashes. It's just been gripping stuff. Yourself? I have been as watching as much as I can. I, it's yeah. I, I don't think I quite have the intestinal fortitude of you. I, I tend to sort of nod off. Um, I, I got told once that if you don't want to go to sleep watching sport, that you should just put your shoes on. Oh, really? Is that the th- that interesting theory? Yeah. Yeah, because you know, obviously, if, you, if you're lying on the couch with your socks on or bare feet, you know, you're a bit relaxed. But if you've got your shoes on, your body yeah. thinks that you're awake and, and have to be alert. Yeah, or maybe um, with your shoe feet on a shakti mat, you know, one of those little um, <laughs> yes. spiky things. Yeah, my wife uses that. She lies down on it uh, periodically. Yeah, so anyway, I think we're I think we're straying slightly from the point. Sorry, uh, yes, the Ashes <laughs> have been incredible, and you know what a contest. Um, but the one thing that astounds me, and you know, you don't often get it as well when you when you tune into the coverage, and you've got Athers. Uh, Athers and Nassar and their wonderful English nasal delivery is why the hell have they taken so long to put Mark Wood in this test team? I know, astounding. Because he's like, what did he get? Five for in the first in the first innings, didn't he? Five for thirty-four. Um, yep. Second innings, he got he got a couple of wickets. He's he's so yeah. much quicker than anybody else. Why why is it taking until the third test? It's ridiculous. It's like keeping your Lamborghini or your you know, your Shane Bond in the garage. And I guess maybe we should have kept Shane Bond in the garage a bit longer. We might have got more out of him. But he's 33 now, Mark Wood. He bowls at a, he bowled one at 155 uh, kilometres per hour. And this is the thing. The Aussies respect pace. And so it's actually taken a while for all the English selectors, including our beloved Baz, to cotton on to the fact that you need someone like that in the team. He's just scary. Yes, I think Travis Head... Um, took him to the boundary a couple of times. But, hey, there might be three or four people in your team who are comfortable with pace. But that means there are seven people in your team who aren't, you know? So let's just actually, um, you know, face facts is that they've been operating with dinosaurs for a while. In the case of, say, Jimmy Anderson, you know, 40 years old, it's like just it's a no-brainer. And now they're on the verge of winning the thing. Yeah, and let's um, update people. So three days gone, the test is very well advanced. It stumps on day three, England 27 without loss. They need another 224 to win the test match. Who is this a coin flip at the moment, or, or are England slightly ahead in this test match? I think I think the way chases go now, I feel like um, Aussie are probably 100 shy of what is now considered a decent chase. I mean, if, look, if Todd Murphy can cut them up maybe and, and Cummins can scare a couple of the... The, the top order, then perhaps. I mean, obviously you've got Stark there as well, right? So, but to, to get that many uh, runs, and obviously with the with a bit of Baz ball policy there, that at least one batter out there has probably got the license to, to smash it at a run of ball, I feel like the, the remaining 224 runs, uh, it's, it's, it's for England really at the moment. Yeah, once again, the first session tonight will be uh, compelling viewing, no doubt. Um, All Blacks, you would have pushed on through and watched the All Blacks this morning? Yes, I did. I uh, commentated on uh, on uh, Channel 59 for Sky with the uh, ACC. And I tell you what, Piney, for a first hit out, that is not too bad. And I'm sure I've heard some of your callers kind of like comfortable with where we're at, right? 
that's it. And I think what what happens is is last year we just we the the callers just you know just flooded the lines after you know one of a number of losses. But today there was an air of of general satisfaction, particularly the first half. Well, thirty one nil, the game's over, isn't it? Exactly. Well, I mean, it could have been quite different if that um, charge down from Damien McKenzie in the first minute had been a try, but. Um, it wasn't. So let's look at those positives because really this is a team that was filled with all the players who had had a decent rest plus a couple of key people. And two of those, and those key people include the captain, Sam Kane, who I thought was outstanding. But Scott Barrett, just at another level now, what a dilemma that puts um, with the All Black selectors. Um, do we actually need to give him the number six jersey and say, look, if this is where... We feel you're going to add the most value. You've got to play those four or five tests in a row in this position rather than just be thrown in there every now and then because I thought Scott Barrett was immense. Oh, incredible. Just so good. So, so good. And it makes you feel a little bit better about losing two giants of All Blacks rugby next year in in Whitelock and Retallick when you see Scott Barrett playing that way. When you see Josh Lord coming back in after a time away and playing well and then Tupovati as well. So, you know, maybe our locking stocks aren't too bad. Not too bad at all. I saw Dan Cole sprinting again. It was that was like, so good. Um, it was like a scene from Cocoon, you know, where um, all those old people start running around and dancing. And, you know, the one thing about Damien McKenzie, and good to see the classic double round still works from first five, doubling around both his midfielders in the end. There was a little bit of um, uh, sort of uh, sugar or spice added to that um, backline move. But watching Damien McKenzie grow into the game, I think that experiment or trial or whatever you want to call it is worth doing. And so let's just keep on, um, let, let's get behind Fozzie. You know, this is his team. He's, um, he, he's got, I think he's got a great squad prepared and, and I look forward to the real challenge, which is at Go Media Stadium, isn't it, next Saturday? It will be. Look forward to that. Uh, just a couple of other matters before you go. Um, we saw Michaela Moore miss out on the Football Fern squad uh, for the upcoming World Cup. Heartbreaking for her. Uh, she missed the last World Cup through injury. Misses out on this one. That probably will be it now for Michaela Moore. I don't think she'll make the next one. Oh, yeah. It's sad when you when you put it in, in that perspective, Pony. But absolutely right. And I think uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is... Um, a friend of mine, Karen Nimmo, um, psychologist, sort of um, put quite a topical post up about disappointment and how to deal with it. And I was thinking, well, Karen's absolutely right. Are we? Uh, do we talk about it enough? This disappointment. Sometimes in the media, we want the, you know, the the story with that happy ending. We want the, um, you know, or someone to hit rock back, rock bottom. But this kind of disappointment that happens all the time. And I'm sure um, Brad Weber felt it the week before when the All Blacks were named. This is a thing that's kind of unseen and maybe something that we need to um, find perhaps better systems or something around it because admittedly it sounds like she's pretty much taken it so badly that she hasn't even uh, returned emails or calls to the coach. So uh, I think it's a work on for sport. Yeah, no, it's a good point you make. All right, well, I hope you're going to get some sleep, are you? Oh, no, you, well, you can have a nap this afternoon before the Ashes start again tonight at 10, perhaps. Yeah, I know. I've got, I've got a few things planned. I'm actually on a on a screenwriting course over uh, on the shore, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm burning the candle at the moment. And um, one thing I did say, I would say is I, I, I did miss the Warriors, but I caught up on the highlights. And can, can I just give a shout out or send a, a brief love letter to the halves, including Luke Metcalf and in particular our hooker, Wade, Wade Egan is on fire at the moment and just 
some of the passes, there was a 30-metre pass. There was, this, oh, not 30, I'm exaggerating, 20-metre <laughs> pass for Sean Johnson. But this is the thing, watching him play with that confidence and just set the table. I know the fullbacks get all the money, the other rock stars, but tell you what, you've got a good hooker, you're sorted. Absolutely. Good to chat to you, mate. Always enjoy our yarns on a Sunday afternoon. James McConey. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.